Hey there, Zach. Hope you're ready to dive into today's stories, even with that light rain in San Francisco. Yeah, Zach, it's a bit of a gloomy Saturday for you out there, but we've got some news that might just brighten your day. And speaking of brightening things up, our first story today involves AI language models and a rather unusual way to improve their math-solving skills. Imagine telling your chatbot to think like it's on Star Trek before asking it a math question. A new study shows that doing exactly that or offering some positive reinforcement can actually improve its performance. I'm Steve Onsker, and alongside me is Jonathan Martin. Welcome to Zach's News from PocketPod News. Moving on to our second headline. Major tech companies are not too pleased with Apple right now. They've penned a letter to the European Commission accusing Apple of bending the rules of the new EU regulation in a way that doesn't quite play fair. And in our third story, Wall Street ends the week on a high note with hopes of cooling inflation and strong performances from tech stocks like Dell Technologies. But not all is smooth sailing. New York Community Bancorp faces leadership changes amid loan review process issues. From AI quirks that surprise us all the way to the ups and downs of Wall Street, we're here to put it all into context for you, Zach. Stay with us. We've got all the news you need to start your day right here in San Francisco or wherever you might be listening from. This message is brought to you by PocketPod. Say goodbye to one-size-fits-all podcasts and hello to a fully personalized listening experience with AI-crafted podcast made just for you. Head over to PocketPod.app to join the waitlist. From solving complex equations to navigating conversational nuances, AI chatbots have come a long way. Indeed, but a new study from VMware is taking things to an unexpected frontier. The final frontier, you might say. They found that chatbots like those from Meta and Mistral AI can perform better on math problems when prompted with encouragement or even phrases from Star Trek. It's a fascinating insight into the not-so-straightforward ways language models process information. To dig deeper into this study and its implications, we'll be talking with PocketPod News technology analyst Katrina Shelton. Absolutely, Jonathan. Um, the study you're referring to opens new avenues in understanding how AI chatbots respond to different types of prompts, especially when it comes to solving math problems. Um, VMware's researchers, Rick Battle and Teja Gallipudi, embarked on this journey to explore the impact of framing questions with positive encouragement or specific contexts on the performance of chatbots developed by giants like Meta and Mistral AI. That's intriguing. So what did they find out? How do these chatbots typically fare with math problems? Well, traditionally, AI language models are designed to generate responses based on the statistical likelihoods of words and phrases. However, they often struggle with tasks requiring precise answers, such as mathematics. This research aimed at this very challenge and sought innovative methods to improve accuracy. The findings were quite remarkable. Chatbots showed improved accuracy in answering grade school math questions when prompted with phrases inspired by Star Trek or other encouraging statements. Positive encouragement affecting AI performance sounds almost human-like. Can you elaborate on this phenomenon? Sure, it's a fascinating aspect. The notion that AI performance could be enhanced through positive encouragement is gaining ground. VMware's study is part of a growing body of evidence supporting this idea. It seems that the way questions are framed, using motivational prompts or setting a particular context, um, can significantly impact how well an AI tackles a problem. Um, this suggests that beyond their complex algorithms and data processing capabilities, there's an aspect of AI problem solving that we're just beginning to understand. And what about the specifics of VMware's research? How did they conduct this study? 
the team at VMware's Natural Language Processing Lab tested the effects of positive thinking prompts on three different AI tools using GSM-8K math problems, a set designed specifically for such experiments. They used two versions of Meta's Llama 2 and a model from Mistral AI in their study. Um, What's particularly noteworthy is their method. They utilized an automated process for testing various um, prompt modifications, which proved more effective than manually crafted encouraging phrases. Speaking of modifications, you mentioned Star Trek-inspired prompts were among those tested? Yes, that was one of the more whimsical yet surprisingly effective strategies they employed. Phrases starting with Captain's Log, Star Date, Insert Date Here, uh, seemed most effective in enhancing mathematical reasoning in one of the models tested. This peculiar finding underscores how unanticipated factors can significantly influence AI performance, um, highlighting gaps in our understanding of how language models process context. It sounds like there's still much we don't know about how AIs interpret different types of prompts. Exactly. Despite advancements in artificial intelligence research, comprehensively understanding how language models work remains elusive, especially concerning their response mechanisms to diverse prompts like those seen in this study. The unexpected success story with Star Trek-inspired phrases without a clear explanation from researchers illustrates these challenges vividly. Wrapping up then, what would you say is the big takeaway from VMware's study? This research sheds light on the nuanced dynamics between question framing and chatbot performance in solving math problems accurately. By demonstrating that even whimsical approaches can significantly improve outcomes, it contributes valuable insights into optimizing AI capabilities through creative strategies, while also highlighting profound uncertainties about why certain methods work better than others. Uh, A stark reminder that our journey to fully understand artificial intelligence is far from over. Thank you for such an insightful discussion today, Katrina. My pleasure, Jonathan. Thanks for having me. The tech world is buzzing with a heated debate over Apple's recent moves. That's right. Several big names in technology like Epic Games, Spotify, and even Microsoft are taking issue with how Apple is adapting its rules to comply with the European Union's New Digital Markets Act, or DMA for short. They've gone as far as filing a formal complaint to the European Commission, accusing Apple of essentially making a mockery of the DMA. The core of their discontent? Apple's introduction of what's being called a core technology fee, among other measures. And it doesn't stop there. Critics argue that these actions by Apple could stifle competition by making it harder for alternative app stores to thrive and blocking apps from being distributed outside the app store. But Apple is standing its ground pointing to security and consumer privacy concerns in a white paper released in response to these criticisms. The European Commission isn't taking these complaints lightly either. They've indicated they'll be doing a deep dive into big tech gatekeepers' compliance solutions before deciding on any enforcement actions. To help us untangle this complex issue, we're joined by PocketPod News technology correspondent Alex Harmon. Alex has been closely following this story and will offer insights into both sides of the argument and what this could mean for the future of digital markets in Europe. Thanks for having me, Jonathan. Indeed, the situation between Apple and various developers and tech companies is heating up over how Apple has chosen to comply with the European Union's new Digital Markets Act, or DMA. Critics, including big names like Epic Games, Spotify, and Microsoft, accuse Apple of essentially making a mockery of the DMA, They argue that Apple's adaptation measures, particularly the core technology fee and its stance on alternative app stores and side-loading, are more about maintaining control than fostering competition. 
Can you break down this core technology fee for us? How significant is it in this controversy? Absolutely. The core technology fee is a new charge introduced by Apple as part of its compliance with the DMA. It specifically targets apps distributed outside the App Store. For each first annual install per year over a 1 million threshold, Apple plans to charge $0.50. This move has been widely criticized by companies who see it as a way for Apple to continue extracting revenue from developers even when they choose to distribute their apps outside of the App Store's ecosystem. And how have these companies responded to what they see as non-compliance by Apple? In response, 34 companies and associations have banded together to file a formal complaint with the European Commission. They're urging swift action against what they perceive as Apple's failure to fully embrace the spirit of the DMA, which was designed to ensure competitiveness in digital markets by breaking down barriers imposed by big tech gatekeepers like Apple. What about alternative app stores and sideloading? Why are these points so contentious? The contention here revolves around freedom for developers and choice for consumers. The letter from these companies argues that true effectiveness of the DMA hinges on its ability to allow for alternative app stores and sideloading without restrictive conditions imposed by platforms like iOS. However, critics argue that Apple's current measures make it nearly impossible for alternative app stores to operate freely and do not genuinely permit sideloading under its existing rules. I see. Now, Apple cites security concerns as a major reason behind their approach. How do they justify this stance? That's right. In a white paper released by Apple, they've emphasized that their compliance strategy with the DMA is heavily influenced by concerns over security and consumer privacy. They argue that their approach is designed to minimize potential harms users could face from less secure apps or platforms, a point that some see as valid but others view as veiling anti-competitive practices. And what has been the European Commission's reaction so far? An EC spokesperson has indicated that enforcement actions would be considered once big tech gatekeepers' compliance solutions are fully known and analyzed in detail. This suggests that while there's no immediate rush to judgment from the EC's side, there's also an implicit warning that they won't hesitate to act against perceived non-compliance once they have full enforcement powers. Lastly, there was a recent reversal on progressive web apps by Apple under pressure. Yes, indeed. Facing criticism from developers and potential regulatory action from bodies like the EC, Apple reversed an earlier decision blocking progressive web apps from operating normally on iOS devices in the EU. This reversal can be seen as an acknowledgement of external pressures influencing Apple's policies towards more open standards, at least in specific cases. That gives us quite a comprehensive view of where things stand currently between developers and tech companies versus Apple regarding DMA compliance issues. It'll be interesting to see how this unfolds further down the line. Absolutely, Jonathan. Keeping an eye on how regulatory bodies like the European Commission navigate these waters will be key in understanding future dynamics within digital markets in Europe. That was PocketPod News Technology correspondent Alex Harmon. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Jonathan. The U.S. stock market is on a remarkable upswing, isn't it? Absolutely. We're seeing major indexes like the S&P 500 and Dow Jones Industrial Average hitting new heights, buoyed by optimism around cooling inflation and a resilient economy. And technology stocks are really leading the charge here. Companies like Dell Technologies and NetApp have seen their stock prices soar on strong quarterly results and high demand for AI technology. 
Right, but it's not all sunshine in the financial sector. New York Community Bancorp, for example, is facing challenges after revealing internal weaknesses in loan review processes. Yet amidst these mixed signals, there's speculation that the Federal Reserve might start cutting interest rates as soon as June. And let's not forget the global perspective. Markets around the world are also experiencing growth with Japan's Nikkei 225 among those making significant gains. To dive deeper into these intricate dynamics of the stock market and what this means for investors and the economy at large, we'll be talking to PocketPod News visiting business analyst Anthony Byers. Absolutely, Jonathan. It's been a remarkable period for the U.S. stock market with significant gains across major indexes, which many attribute to a mix of cooling inflation expectations and optimism about the U.S. economy's resilience. The S&P 500 and NASDAQ Composite in particular have seen record highs, largely propelled by the technology sector's strong performance. That's interesting, Anthony. Can you tell us more about why technology stocks have been doing so well? Certainly. Companies like Dell Technologies and NetApp have seen their stock prices surge following robust quarterly results and increased demand for artificial intelligence or AI technology. This demand is particularly focused on AI-optimized servers and products, which are essential for developing and deploying AI applications. For example, Dell Technologies' stock jumped an impressive 31.6%, while NetApp leaped 18.2%. With tech companies leading the charge, It seems not all sectors are enjoying the same level of success. That's correct. The banking industry is facing its own set of challenges. Notably, New York Community Bancorp saw its stock tumble by 25.9% after revealing internal weaknesses in loan review processes and taking a substantial $2.4 billion charge against its results for the fourth quarter of 2023. That sounds quite serious for New York Community Bancorp. How does this reflect on the broader banking sector? It reflects ongoing scrutiny within the banking sector following last year's crisis that led to several bank collapses and increased oversight on surviving institutions like New York Community Bancorp. These recent disclosures highlight the challenges banks face with loan-related pressures amid high interest rates. Speaking of interest rates, there's been talk about the Federal Reserve possibly cutting rates soon. Yes, there's growing expectation that the Federal Reserve may begin cutting interest rates as early as June based on softer manufacturing activity and consumer sentiment reports recently released. This has led to a decrease in Treasury yields, with 10-year yields falling to 4.18 percent and two-year yields sinking to 4.53 percent, reinforcing bets on potential rate cuts by the Fed. And how are global markets reacting to these developments? Global markets have also shown positive growth amidst these developments. For instance, Japan's Nikkei 225 jumped 1.9% as markets across Asia and Europe saw more modest rises. This indicates a worldwide optimistic response amidst expectations of cooling inflation and potential easing of interest rates by central banks, including the Fed. To wrap up then, Anthony, what do these developments tell us about the current state of economic optimism versus challenges facing specific sectors? These developments underscore a period of significant gains driven by optimism around cooling inflation and economic resilience, prominently spotlighted through surges in technology stocks amid high demands for AI technologies like those offered by Dell Technologies and NetApp. Despite these positive trends, challenges within certain sectors like banking persist, which highlight ongoing concerns over loan-related pressures amid high interest rates set by the Federal Reserve, which may soon begin cutting rates starting June, according to current market expectations. Thanks for breaking down these intricate dynamics for us today. My pleasure, Jonathan. Thanks for having me. 
And that's Zach's News for Saturday, March 2nd, 2024. I'm Jonathan Martin. And I'm Steve Onsker. Thank you for listening, Zach. We hope you have a good day and we will see you tomorrow. This podcast was created by PocketPod entirely with AI. If you'd like to learn more, head over to pocketpod.app.